0: Hey you, how are you? Doing okay? I hope so. We have been talking about who is God, and we are on episode 6 of that series, of this series I should say. And I know we've talked about a bunch of things, but in this 6th episode, I want us to pivot a little bit. Like I like I kind of hinted at um, in episode 5, this episode is going to look a little bit different because when you talk about who is god it's important that you speak about him and his names and so when when i introduce myself to you i introduce myself and i tell you hey i'm a mom i'm a wife i'm a, a health care administrator i have a master's in informatics i love cleanliness um I am one of five, excuse me, I am, yeah, I'm one of five girls born to two amazing parents. Um, you know, I say all these things that describe me, right? Um, but one of the basic, most basic ways of me telling you who I am is to tell you my name, right? It's hard for me to go on and on and on about me without saying to you, hey, my name is Eva. And yeah, my parents named me that for a reason. So, like, if you, if you, I mean, you know, most of you, hopefully, um, know right that I am Nigerian. I uh, was born to two Nigerian parents who immigrated here, and by and because of that, I am also Nigerian. Hello, even though I was born here. Um, and if you know uh, something that is specific to, I think well not just us as a people i think africans in general and even um several other nations i don't even think it's just i know india um does the same thing i mean uh several other nations do the same thing um where y- you know you get a name that means something specific to you or specific to what your parents hope will be you and so when my parents named me, they named me Ethan, Ethan in our language means love, right? My whole name means God is love. And I don't know, I think my parents I want to say my parents were really in the spirit, right? Cuz I think that that love is definitely something that describes me. It, it describes who I am. It describes who I aspire to be, the love of God. I, I aspire um, to constantly be a not only a, a receptacle, of a recipient, that's a better word, a recipient of the love of God, but also someone who gives it as well, a distributor of the love of God. And I think that if you ask people who know me to describe me, that's something that they would say she's full of love um which you know is a blessing I'm grateful for that but it 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 it, it speaks to my name right did my parents have insight was it hope and 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 prayer right that this child would be a child of love or that this child would show the love of God or that this child would be uh Um, an example of the love of God you I I mean I don't know but even in naming my own children right it they there are circumstances that surrounded their conception their birth that go into their name but it's also aspirational as well with like prayer that they will become what these names are and so names are important and I say all this to say that in looking at the Lord and in saying asking ourselves who is God It is important for us to ask who is God based on his names. Because I think a lot of us look at God and we call him God. And God, I can't call God a name. God is like an attribute. It is it is who he is, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-sufficient, right? It is this, it is this term that we've given the unknown, you know, Oh God help me. Well, who, who exactly are you talking to? Are you, are you directly facing this person in heaven, this God in heaven who has the ability to help you in your situation? Or has God become an it right? And, and a lot of, most of us would say, especially the, those of us that are believers, we would say, Oh no, no, no. God is definitely not an it. I know what I'm talking about, girl. Stop. You know he's he's a person. He's you know he. I can I can refer to him with um, a a pronoun. This that and the other. And so we would not outrightly say that God is an it or a thing. But isn't that how we treat him? Think about it. Think about it. In the middle of your day. Do you find yourself treating him as a friend, as a father, which are names that that he could be called, right? You know, are you looking at him like, Daddy, listen, I need some help right this minute. You know, are you going to him and saying, Father, this is too much? Or is it more so like, is he more so like a thing that you approach when you need something? And so it's like God help me in this moment, and and in your mind, your mind doesn't connect to you. So 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 think about your friend, your wife, your husband. Think about um, your mom, your dad. And when and when you feel an urge or an inkling to call them, what does that look like? You know, like when I, I like I said, I'm one of five girls, right? And we talk a lot, we text a lot. We have a group me. We have a WhatsApp group. We have all these things where we communicate. When I am in need of encouragement, for example, and I just decide, hey, I'm going to call um, number one, number two, number, f- number four, or number five. I'm number three. If I say I'm going to call any one of them, before I even call them, I have an idea of what they're going to say. Right. Because based on their personalities, based on who I know them to be, based on all the conversations we've had over the past several decades of a relationship with each other, based on all these things, I already have an idea of what they're going to say. So in my mind, they're already human because I've lived with them for several years I've called and spoken with them for several years we've laughed together we've cried together so I already know that in calling this person let's say number three if I call number three then I know what what she's going to say she's going to encourage me she's going to make me laugh she might even make me cry we're going to get off the phone wiping tears um, both of laughter of release of venting blah 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 right and so in, in 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 telling myself that I am going to seek her out and talk to her, I already put qualities and things in place that tell me that she's going to respond to me in X Y Z way. That's different from a lot of, from from the way a lot of us look at God. A lot of a lot of us look at God like this permanent fixture in heaven, who I go to to address my needs. Now, that's not wrong, right? Because he's God. He can address the needs that no one else can. But in doing so, many of us have made him a thing and not a person and not a father and not Yahweh, right? We've made him a thing that I approach when I need this or that. A thing that I I come to when I've sinned a thing that I've, that I, that I, uh, ask provision from, you know, and, and there's nothing there that when you think back, right, like think back of a conversation you had with your friend, you can smile about the joke that she told you, you can shake your head at the, at the craziness he was spitting out that night. You know, you can do all these things with, 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 with a fondness right with a memory, but most of us with God is like that, that's not there. That, that, that looking back and saying, yo God, you are so funny. A lot of us don't have that, which makes me think that a lot of us look at God like a thing. And part of the reason why we look at God like a thing is because we call him God. You ever heard somebody pray and they all, they, they never use the word God You know, I was listening to someone pray and she was calling the Lord Daddy, which in such in some kind of way was so beautiful to me because again, that humanizes him so that now he's not just this figure up in heaven who who I come to at, at at different points of the day and don't misunderstand me if you call God God I am not saying that you're 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 failing in your Christianity and that you know you're not doing a good job and that you better you know find a name or, or else no I'm not saying that at all because I am telling you as I'm talking to you right now majority of the time mm-hmm. I've, I refer to the Lord as God what I am saying though is I want us to be careful. And as we explore who is God, one of the things I want you to understand is that a name, not only, why do we name animals? Why don't we say dog one, dog two, dog 300? Because in some kind of a way, giving something a name makes them familiar, makes them family, makes them part of I don't want to say society, but the, the culture behind giving names is almost, it almost humanizes a pet. Now we know dogs are not humans and we know your cat is definitely not a replacement for your sister. You know, your iguana is definitely not taking the place of a grandchild, for example. However, giving that iguana a name, pulls it in closer to your heart so that now it's just not oh my iguana died now it's carlos carlos is dead and i had carlos for seven years and he became a part of our family and this that and the other now if you're not a pet lover i get it totally get it i do not have any pets but i just want you to see the concept that i'm trying to bring to you giving a name to an object to a thing to a a, a person creates a bond that you may not otherwise have if that thing or person does not have a name and so when we talk about who is God it is important that we begin to acknowledge God as a person as a as an entity as a complete component of my life Um, so much so that without him in my life it doesn't look the same and sometimes what can help us in doing so is to call him a name and so what I want us to explore in the next two episodes or so is the names of God and in looking at the names of God what I want you to do is bring God a little closer home so if God for you is somewhere out there in the sky he's up somewhere in heaven. You know, I approach him as I need him. I come boldly to the throne when things are going awry. I come boldly when I need to give him praise and thanks. But he's still somewhere up in the sky. Um, I want you to explore as we look at these names, the possibility of finding something, some name that you can identify with in calling him and using that to pull him in closer so that now he's not just God. He's not just a thing. He's not just that, you know, entity, right? That we approach for whatever reason. He is Yahweh because I have seen him as Yahweh in my life. So now when I pray, when I worship, when I think back on the conversation I had with Yahweh yesterday, I can smile just like I would smile if I think back on a conversation I had with my friend because now he's not just God. He's not just somewhere. He is Yahweh. And not Yahweh because I'm telling you to call him Yahweh. Yahweh because when we explain what Yahweh is, it resonates with you in some kind of special way. Like, whoa, yeah, I had an experience with this, this, and that, and that's why I call him Yahweh. And so really what I just want to convey right now is the importance of a name. The importance of his names. Names reveal the personality, the nature of the person who bears them, right? So just like I told you, my name is Ife, and it means God is love. And some way, somehow, quite frankly, I'm, I'm quite amazed by it, to be honest. But some way, somehow, my name rings true in my life. And that's both a prayer point and a, and a praise report um, and an aspiration, all in one, Right? Um, and so when you think about a name, it's the same thing. If we call God all sufficient, if we call God master, then then that's different from just saying God. And so one of the ways the Lord reveals himself throughout scripture is by, by his names. When we pray the Lord's prayer, we say our father, right, that's the name who are in heaven hallowed be your name, hallowed as in most holy, as in separate, as in the name above other names, like hallowed be your name, and so when you hollow a thing, you make that thing separate, you set it apart, you exalt it, you make it worthy of devotion, um, you make it holy, and so If the Lord already told us that when you pray, pray like this, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then if we are hallowing his name, there has to be a name. And we start the prayer off our father, not God. Don't misunderstand me. If you are calling God, God, it's not wrong. Okay. And I want to be clear about that. That's why I keep saying that it is not wrong to call him God, but I want to pull you into maybe a better way of thinking and and quite possibly um, a deeper uh, outlook on who God is by using a name versus God, which is just I think what the default yeah, that's a good word, the default that so many people just use God, which in and of itself, God has meaning but It doesn't necessarily have personal meaning. And part of this, again, part of the whole reason why we're doing this is so that we reacclimate ourselves to who God is to us. Right? Now, we can talk about who God is to society and who God is to the church and who God is to the body of Christ and who God is to my mother and who God is to my grandmother and who God is to my great-grandmother. Hello? We can talk about all those things. But it's a completely different thing when I say to you who God is to me, and so if we pray like that, if the Lord encourage, encouraged us in the Lord's Prayer to pray like that, hallowed be your name, then I want to encourage you to find a name. And so, like I said, over the next couple of episodes, what we're going to do is talk about the names of God and why they're significant to the body of Christ and maybe why they should be significant to you. And as we do this, um, today, and then two more episodes after this, I want you to be on a mission, to be on a mission, to find a name for God that you are going to use, not exclusively, mm -mm, um, because even, even me, I have names that I'm called by my family members, right? They are derivatives of my name. Some people call me Eve. Some people call me E. Some people call me mommy. Some people call me babe. Some people call me hey love. Some people call me dear. And so I don't want you to think that I'm saying to you that this is the name. You better be calling him every time you open up your mouth in prayer. Nope. But the idea again is that as you make the Lord, as you give the Lord, Names, not you giving him, but you you identify with the name that he is called, and you call him that. It's it 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 will help you, the person, to bring him a little closer. Just like um, your pet that has a name, you don't say dog come here, um, you say Rocco come here, and it makes Rocco seem like a little bit more of a member of the family versus. Dog, um, and so yeah, that's the whole idea of around the next um, the next couple of episodes um, is to again find names for the Lord. And one of the things I want to make sure you understand is we should never take His names lightly. They 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 ought to have extreme significance in our minds. And, you know, one of the things I have been trying to do, y'all, so hard is to keep these episodes at 30 minutes. Hello? So hard to do when I have so much to tell you guys. Um, but I'm going to try my hardest today. We're almost at the 20-minute mark. And so what I want to do real quick is to just give you one of my favorite names for the Lord. Um, and and that is Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, and if you have ever studied the names of God, then you know that Jehovah Rapha means the Lord that heals. And if you can, if you know me by now, you know that I am smiling so big because I have a personal, a very personal story with the God that heals, and not just the God that heals other people, the God that heals the, the people in the Bible, the God that healed the lady at my church, no, the God that heals me right and I have um, seen that God in my life Um, I still see him in my life and so when I approach the Lord oftentimes I approach him from Jehovah Rapha because he is a God that heals so let's talk about that real quick Jehovah Jehovah is a word that means Lord right? That means the existing one. O-M-G. The one who was and is and is to come. He simply exists in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's what I think about when I think of Jehovah, John chapter one, Jehovah, the existing one. And, and, and it's derived from the Hebrew word, which, of, which says Hava, which means to exist, to be. And there's another meaning of that word that I love so much. And it is um, uh, another meaning is to become known, which which connotes or denote, denotes that God is in the interest or in the habit of revealing himself to his people. So when you say to become known, it's not like to know me is to know me all at once. So just like if I met you today and, and we developed a relationship and we say we're 20 years into a relationship and I'm still getting to know you. I am still getting to know you. You are still becoming known by me. And every day we add to that knowledge base of who you are. It's the same thing with the Lord. When he calls himself Jehovah, he's saying to us, I exist. I have always existed and I will always exist. All in that word, Jehovah. Hello? Did I tell you that God was was a G? Like seriously, I exist. I have always existed and I will always exist. All that is encompassed in Jehovah. Jehovah. I could dance just off of that and then enough, and then take that further to become known. So we have we serve a God that is constantly revealing himself to his people which tells which which should be completely comforting to you and I because I can know you today, And in 20 years, I can know you some more. And then 20 years after that, I can know you some more. Why? Because you're Jehovah and you are constantly revealing yourself to me. Jehovah. And we're going to get into all the Jehovah's at some point or not all of them. We probably can't exhaust them all. But Jehovah Rapha. So not only is He Jehovah? But then you add Rafa on it, and Rafa means to restore, to heal, to make healthful. So when you combine Jehovah and you combine Rafa, it's Jehovah who heals, the God that exists who heals me. I mean, you could play with it in so many different ways, playing with the 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 the, the meanings of Jehovah and the meanings of um of of Rafa. Um but the reason why I love this scripture so much again, make it personal. Don't just pick a name. Make it personal. I have a very long testimony which I will share with you guys really quickly. And in that testimony, basically um I started menstruating as a as a child really early. And I know some of my brothers who are listening are probably Cringing, and I get it we don't want to talk about menstruation but just follow me real quick right um I started menstruating really early and it's and it threw a lot of things off in my life um because it was so early I think I don't know whether my body wasn't ready I mean obviously the lord knew what he was doing but you know it just it didn't happen perfectly unfortunately like it does for so many other young ladies where you just menstruate you know cycle five days three days seven days whatever the length and then you go about it once a month typical you know um and if you've if you're married you know if you're a guy on here listening to me and you're married to a woman then you probably have an understanding or you have a sister a mother and you've witnessed these things you probably have an understanding but you know it's a it's typically a part of nature a part of life it's normal to do these things, but again, like I said, I was I started menstruating too early, and so again, it threw a lot of things off. And a couple years after the first time, um I became the woman with the issue of blood, right? And so the woman we re- read about who who was bleeding for 12 years—that was me. Now it wasn't 12 years, but I unfortunately, like most women, like I said, three, five, seven day cycles. Nope, I would go months and months and months. Um, bleeding and OB after OB couldn't figure it out you know my mother was not keen on pumping me with a whole bunch of hormones and this that and the other to get this regulated and do this well let's do this and let's do that Um, and so for a while I was you know taking medication to stop it and then You know it was causing other side effects so we had to stop that and it was just literally a mess and I remember missing so many things my sister had a pool party that I couldn't go to my you know so many things and I was young right I was I think at this point I was probably maybe four or five years into menstruating and then things just went haywire Um, and, and it just wouldn't stop and it was three months and four months and five months and I was still bleeding every single day and I was miserable um I don't know that I necessarily noticed the weakness but I definitely noticed that I was just a little more tired at the end of the day um anemia was a factor I mean just a, a mess just imagine what that looks like to just be bleeding non-stop and I remember praying at this point I was saved and I remember asking the lord daily please heal me please stop this i'm sick of this i don't want to be bleeding you know just crying out to the lord in prayer and nothing would happen and i remember a day specifically where i told i said listen i'm gonna pray all night i am getting on my knees (laughs) and i'm about to shake heaven hello i'm not about to deal with this the rest of my life and i literally prayed into the night and I remembered that I it was because my mother the next morning she found me in my room on my knees I had fallen asleep on my knees um and I, I think it was like 6 a.m that's when we used to have to wake up so that we could catch the bus um and she found me on my knees and I remember that morning she you know she woke me up because you know she was our alarm clock and she woke me up like what were you doing and I was like oh I must have fallen asleep praying. And I walk and I went to the bathroom. Um, you know, expecting to have to change a pad. Like, you know, of course, regular maintenance, right? I went to the bathroom and there was no blood. And I didn't know what to do, y'all. I was so excited like I can't even now my skin is crawling at my excitement um at just seeing that there was nothing and I was like I knew you could do it I knew you were you were my god I knew I wasn't serving you in vain and this that and the other and I went to school that day I didn't tell anybody um I went to school that day I still wore a pad because I was you know scared but I went to school that day and I was just I mean there was a pep in my step I was just so elated and so happy that the Lord had answered my prayer and when I when I got home that day and my mother had got home later that evening I told her I said mommy listen I prayed all night remember when you you know saw me on my knees when we got when you got home and she's like yeah I said I prayed all night because I just really needed the Lord to answer me um and the bleeding stopped and I was like, mommy, can you believe that the bleeding is stopped? You know, God answered my prayer, this, that, and the other. And she kind of gave me this look, which irritated me to no end. Oh my God, I was so mad at her. I almost wanted to jump on her. Like, what's wrong with you? You should be jumping for joy with me too. And she's like, she she kind of just looked at me like, well, praise God. You know, I'm happy that you had that experience with the Lord um, and that, you know, You saw him for for the healer that he is. She was just like, but she was like, one thing I want you to understand though is that whether he answered your prayer or not, he's still God and he's still good. And I think what my mother was trying to get me to understand was it's it's a hard reality, but it's 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 the it's a mature response to a God that answers prayers the way he wants to answer them. Now that's not clearance to stop praying, right? Because the Bible tells us to make our requests known, but it's, it's, it's an understanding greater than you're not good if you don't answer my prayers. And I think that's what my mother sensed that I was equating the goodness of God to the presence or, or lack of blood. So I listened to her, and I was so mad and so annoyed. And I was just like, well, whatever. God has healed me, and I am so happy. And I went to sleep that next morning, and I woke up covered in blood. And I was so mad. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I was so defeated. I was like, Lord, what do you mean? And I remember, like... It, I didn't wake up like at 6 like I was supposed to get ready I woke up say 3 because I felt anyway I felt it and so I knew something was going on and I woke up and and, and noticed and I had to you know in the middle of the night I had to go sh- Uh, Shower and do all these things. And I remember being in the shower and I was crying and I was praying like, Lord, don't you love me? Exactly what my mother had warned me about. I was like, Lord, don't you love me? Don't you, why would you do this to me? Why? And in the midst of my tears, when I stopped complaining, I heard the Lord say something to speak to my heart, not really audibly, but just speak to my heart in such a way where he's like, I'm God. Right. And whether you bleed or you don't bleed, I'm still God and I still love you. And in that moment, y'all, it was like, whoa, okay, I'm still crying. Right. I'm still annoyed. I'm still so, so disappointed. But some kind of crazy peace literally washed over me. Right. And my tears stopped. Well, they didn't stop. They, they, My tears of despair stopped. And now I started crying, a, a cry like, whoa, Lord, you really love me. <laughs> and I don't know how to describe this to y'all. Like, I know it sounds stupid and insane. But in that moment, I really felt seen and loved by the Lord in the presence of the blood that I had prayed so hard for the Lord to take away he's like I'm God I'm glad I'm God if you bleed I'm God if you don't bleed and in that moment I got this that this this not only just peace but I got this understanding that what was happening to me was bigger than just bleeding there was something the Lord was doing and here I am what 30 years later and I will tell you very honestly and openly that I still don't fully understand it I don't know why I had to bleed all those years I don't know why the Lord allowed it to continue for so long I don't know why I don't know why but I do know that at a point it did stop Um, funny enough it stopped it happened on and off for for a while and let me y'all guess when it stopped it stopped completely when I got married. Right? I would say a month to my wedding was the last time it ever happened to me. Again, miraculous. Right? Because the Lord knew, like, listen, we're not about to be dealing with that um, in marriage, right? We need access. Hello? And so, just like that, the Lord took care of it. And so, I mean, and this is just one of many testimonies, y'all. But when I think about Jehovah Rapha, that's the story that comes to my mind. The God that healed me. When doctors couldn't figure it out, when pills and hormones and all these things were not working. When I had uh, an, uh, an encounter with the Lord, um, um, where the Lord basically said to me, I stopped it for that day because I wanted you to know that I was able I am able to stop it. It's going on on purpose. Hello? Y'all, I told you. I told you in agony and heartache that it's prolonged on purpose. And that purpose is love. And I saw the Lord do that in my life, hands down. I am able to stop this thing. That's what he said to me in the shower that day. I gave you a day so that you could know that I was able. This is not an issue of ability. I am capable of healing you. I am capable of stopping this thing today and you will never see it again. But I am allowing it for a reason. Not only for that reason, but also so that you know that my love for you is not contingent on whether or not I answer you immediately. In that moment, as young as I was, the Lord took my understanding of his love for me and 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 my warped thinking that love means that you will answer me right away. Hello, God loved Mary and Martha, so he extended his 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 stay from them for two days. Remember that? It was in that moment when I was what, 13, 12, 14, I don't remember exactly. But that's when the Lord showed that to me. I am capable of doing this. But I'm not right now for a reason. And whether I know that reason or not does not matter. That's the kind of God we serve. So when I pray and I say, Jehovah, thank you, you know what, Lord? I am so grateful for who you are. When I say you are the one who is and who was and who is and who is to come. When I say all these things, this is the story that I have in my mind. And do you see how that brings him closer to home? That makes me want to squeeze him into my chest, right? If he were a person that makes me want to say, look, God, I love you. Oh my goodness, Jehovah Rapha, I come to you today because you're good. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of that story and the goodness and the peace that washed over me in the midst of my situation. Do you see what that does, y'all? And so, again, as we walk through the next couple of episodes, this is what I want you to do. As we talk about his names, think about a story Think about a scenario. Think about something, preferably something that has happened to you, or something that has that happened in 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 in, in close proximity to you. So maybe it was your mother, maybe it was someone, a, a friend, and you witnessed the whole thing. So it's not something that you heard about. So it's not something that you're going to read about in the Word of God, or read, or or hear about. You heard this testimony out of out of this church one day knows something that happened close to you because it's in making God in pulling from those close experiences that you make God yours he's mine because he was there with me in the shower that day as I wept and he was there to pick me back up you know he was there to wipe my tears he was there to explain why he was doing what he was doing y'all feeling me this is what calling God a name can do. It makes him so much closer. It brings it home. It makes him yours. So as we go through this, this is what I'm encouraging you to do. And if you have stories, um, if you have a name you call God, if you have an, uh, a personal testimony that you want to share, I would absolutely love to hear it. Please send me an email at efe at alreadyinu.com ife I-F-E at already in you.com no funky spellings all just the regular words if at already in you.com or if you are following me on instagram or on um facebook send me a direct message i would love to read your testimonies about why you call god what you call god um and even share some on um on the air if possible so without saying your name of course we're going to keep privacy. Um, that's important, but yes. So that's what we're going to do. That's my testimony behind Jehovah Rapha. My prayer is that you, that you have seen Jehovah Rapha at work in your life in grand ways, in small ways, but this is how we humanize him. This is how we bring him home. Who is God? He's not just up there in the clouds. He's right here with you and with me. Remember all you need for life and godliness has been given to you. It's already given. It's already yours. It's already in you. I love you plenty, plenty.